I'm Craig Patterson, and I'm joined here today with Jose Ribao. He's the Executive Vice President of Digital Innovation at Cadillac Fairview. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Ravel by CF, and uh, also going to talk a little bit about the future of the shopping center. So uh, welcome to the segment today. Thanks so much for having me, Craig. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about uh, Ravel uh, by CF, how it got started, and uh, what's been happening over the last while. Ravel is an initiative that uh, we started um, about a year and a half ago to focus on bridging the digital experience in retail with the physical shopping center with an aim of trying to provide our customers with a better interaction experience so that they could be more seamless in their journey when shopping at a Cadillac Fairview property. And over the last 18 months, we've tested a number of innovation pilots and essentially acted as the innovation hub uh, for CF more broadly. Excellent. Um, there have been a few activities I've seen out there uh, that uh, range from uh, partnerships with Lyft in terms of transportation to the center. There's even a recording studio. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, what has happened over the past uh, one and a half years. Well, you know, Craig, uh, as, you, as you rightly note in many of your own articles and things that you're monitoring, shopping and retail is always evolving. And there's so many things that customers are either seeking out or new experiences that our you know, shopping centers are trying to deliver to bring people back. And so a number of things that we've done over the last 18 months, making it easier to come to the property, making the experience more enjoyable, giving you an opportunity to be creative in a, in a lounge, as you mentioned, we set up a studio so that over a 90 day period, we tested a number of, uh, a number of sessions where we had a number of individuals come and create their own content, uh, much like you're doing here today and provided an avenue for that to be in the community. And we were lucky enough to attract some very interesting talent. We had Jeannie Becker come and, and do, do, a, do a series. We also had um, Danny Green, a former uh, NBA uh, Raptor champion, come and, and do his last podcast in Toronto at that same content studio. And, and the learnings we get from that are very much that shopping is about a journey that in, in a physical world, you need to do more than just the shopping transaction. And so what CF has done is essentially invested to learn about what customers are looking for. And we've taken those learnings and we've gotten closer to our clients. So now we're introducing digital tools, apps, and other uh, methods to be able to provide our customers with a different kind of experience. And so obviously during COVID, the way we're focused our, uh, we focused our team and, and the energy is now being put towards things that are really more about recovery of the business and safety. Uh, which, as you know, is top of mind uh, for everyone uh, who, who needs to go make a purchase. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit, because my next question was going to be, how have things changed a bit with COVID? And um, you mentioned recovery of business. Is, is there anything that uh, has changed in terms of sort of you know, creating that seamless experience while creating that level of confidence for the consumer to come back to the physical shopping center? Yeah, it's a big question. I'll start by just simply saying, you know, our retailers are going through an unprecedented change. And those who had started to invest in e-commerce or had the ability to buy online, pick up in store, or had thought ahead in terms of curbside, definitely had a leg up. But the issue is when you're seeing double-digit growth in e-commerce transactions, being able to deal with that volume uh, has been a big burden. At the same time, the sales that would normally happen in a physical store during store closures disappeared, evaporated. And the e-commerce sales have not really made up for the lost revenue that would come from um, closing stores. So on the, on the retailer side, there's a lot of pain. 
and certainly a lot of efforts being put in into that relationship, both from CF and, and our peers to help the industry stand back up. So our opportunity within the digital and innovation team, along with technology, was what role can we play to entice customers to come back in a way that embraces e-commerce in the following way. So for example, much like you are likely going out and shopping on more of a mission-based experience than you might have done before, it would be great if you could search for the product before you get there. Ideally, you'd actually be able to even book a slot to come in at a certain time and visit a store without having to wait in line with other patrons. And normally, something as simple as a lineup outside of a store could be managed normally. But during COVID and post-COVID, with physical distancing rules and health policy guidelines, we need to be very sensitive to that. There are certainly traditional methods to do that uh, in the mall, but we're now exploring methods that actually allow us to use digital tools, much like you might experience if you were to go, for example, to Disney World and get a fast pass. There's no reason why we can't do that on our own properties. And that's exactly the kind of thing that we're bringing forward. Our solutions that help a customer and a retailer both survive and provide a more seamless experience for both of them. Excellent. So, and this is actually an announcement Cadillac Fairview is making uh, around the time of this podcast here. It's called, is it CF Guest List? Yes, that's our uh, pilot name that we're calling it. But essentially, Guest List allows you to, you know, either show up uh, at a store, book an appointment ahead of time or in real time. And it's between you and the retailer. We're just providing the ability for a customer to interact with the stores differently. And for the customer segment who doesn't want to wait in line, this helps the property. It helps them be more efficient in their shopping journey because we are seeing that some customers are purchasing um, more than one product uh, in their visit. But if they have to wait in line, clearly that'll affect sales. So we're doing our part to try and you know, invite them to be on the guest list and, and then interact differently with the retailer than they might have otherwise. And these are not solutions that the retailers all can afford to do themselves or have necessarily thought of or have the resources to do. So again, that's just another initiative that our Ravel team, along with technology and our third-party partners, can actually work on together and bring forward. Oh, excellent. Um, I'm not sure if you have the information or the answer to this, but um, what I've heard anecdotally is we may see fewer people strolling through stores, be it on a street or in a mall, but the conversion rates are much higher. Um, has there been any tracking on that to show that, you know, the consumers that are out are, are really out to shop as opposed to maybe browsing before COVID? So we're still we're still gathering research um, from our our shoppers. It's still early days relative to reopening, which really only started uh, a few months ago. Uh, we've heard the same thing anecdotally. I, I think what we're what we're trying to understand is whether some of those transactions have been pent up. So really what we're looking at are purchases that might have happened, let's say, to return back to school, but instead of happening over the course of the entire summer, they're now happening because the stores and the malls were closed. They're now happening in this last uh, few weeks before school. So I believe that the spending power of the consumer is likely lower than it was a year ago for a number of economic reasons and job losses and layoffs. So I think net-net, if, if in fact the research holds true, which again, we're still gathering, we believe we're going to see that this has been a more concentrated purchase period, but that their spending power is the same, if not lower, um, because of concerns around job security and things of that nature. Oh, very interesting. Uh, in terms of what Ravel is doing, are there any, um, I guess you say, innovations, say, around fit of clothing, returns, uh, uh, 
you know, as, as a retailer, you know, as consumers start shopping a little bit more online, you know, they're still, they're still looking at going into stores. Uh, I was wondering, um, is there any sort of vision for the future around, say, artificial intelligence or, or any sort of technology? And, and I'm definitely not an expert in this area, so I'm sort of asking a broad question, hopefully, hoping something sticks with that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, listen, I, uh, so first let me start with, uh, in the early days, post-COVID, um, it's all about recovery. So let's just, you know, continue with the e-commerce trend as customers buy online, as you know, there's a lot of artificial intelligence that goes into trying to predict what the next customer product's going to be. But ultimately our role right now is how can we facilitate that customer interaction? If they do want to come in the property, make it as safe, as convenient as possible. If they want to pick up at curbside, we have curbside pickup locations. I was just down at Toronto Wheaton Center yesterday and we have reserved stalls. So the customer doesn't have to pay to come into the parking area to be on curbside and have the retailer associate bring the product out to them. So that's wow. another way to be safe. And in our new live by CF app, we've actually put the curbside location in the map on the device in your app so that you don't even have to go look for it. It's right there. You know exactly where it is. You don't have to drive around the mall looking for curbside. It's actually right in your app. We've also even added the hand sanitizing stations. So those are now on the map and we've put the directory in your pocket. So those things are all, things we've learned from e-commerce around reducing friction, they're now available on your shopping app, on your device, on your terms, and you don't even have to wait to go to the property to do the search. You can do it there. When you start to get into other things, so in terms of the future, um, around this time last year, we'd actually secured and are still working through the program with Scale AI, which is a Montreal-based um, innovation and artificial intelligence hub. We've been working with, uh, with a team there to determine how we make search even stronger and how we embed more optimal wayfinding in the property to make your journey even more responsive and ultimately start to anticipate what products you might want based on the brands that you follow. So there does come a future where uh, you can see us having a potential solution that is based on data and based on artificial intelligence. It's still early days, uh, but those innovations are being worked on um, in the hopes that we might again make it as, as close to an e-commerce marketplace type experience as what customers are, are, are noticing today. In terms of other more futuristic um, you know, solutions, I think we wanna stay grounded in simplifying the experience between the digital and physical. Uh, there's been a number, we have not uh, yet gone into the area of, of, of you know, virtual reality based fitting rooms or anything, anything along those lines in part because the technology while it is decreasing in cost, it's still in a COVID world, you'd have to figure out how to get that technology to the customer. The phone is useful up to a point, but ultimately you want to try something on. So in fact, what we might want to do is a, is a combination of private fitting rooms or an area where you could come in and have a sophisticated returns process to make that part of your experience easier. So we're first going to try and tackle the basics in terms of removing friction before we get into some of the more futuristic sort of concepts, partly because the retailers are, again, um, we don't want them to be distracted by things that are a bit too far forward. That makes sense. Yeah. Like you said, some are just going to be in survival mode for this period of time. Um, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, consumers buying online, um, I know that returns have been an issue because some retailers haven't, uh, uh, you know, well, had the dressing rooms open. I, I, I may or may not have, uh, 
tried on a pair of pants in the middle of the store. Hopefully no, no one was looking because <laughs> I really liked them. They didn't fit though. There was an issue with them. So that was, I won't say what store, but uh, you know, that actually, I'm glad I tried them on. But um, in terms of return with, um, with curbside and whatnot, uh, is, is that process able to be dealt with uh, relatively efficiently or with ease? So there are ways to handle it. It's a question of how close you get to the retailer process. So in an ideal world, let's just say, let's just say for sake of argument, you, you made that purchase, you took them home, tried them on, you're like, oh, now I got to send them back. If you had actually made that purchase from, let's say, Amazon, you got to put it back in the box, you got to get the label, you got to go drop it off, nobody's going to come to your house and pick it up. So some have moved towards dropping the pair of pants off at a delivery depot, having someone vet it and give you the return. Um, so exploring opportunities like that do lend themselves to simplifying the process for the customer. However, retailers have their own processes. They're hardwired into their ERP systems. They have processing engines that take care of that. And the credit for the store is based on, you know, are the quality of the jeans the same as they were when they bought them? Are the tags still on there? So there's a whole complexity around returns. I think you're onto something. Like we could definitely look at, you know, as I say, Uberizing that experience. Um, <clears throat> But because it is so embedded in the retailer checkout process, it's not without its complexities around how you tag it back to the product. Uh, the retailers are, you know, in some cases sensitive to the cross-sell of those returns. However, returns are increasing, right? So where you have e-commerce purchases, and in particular, as you said, if you can't have fitting rooms, then they're seeing a lot more volume on the returns. And then it becomes a question of how does that affect their margins? And so... Um, you know, we're exploring whether we can figure out a way to help them with that. That's a pain point. It's a pain point for customers and it's a pain point for retailers. Um, I'd like to think there's an opportunity if you get it right, then you might make the purchase of the right pair of jeans from that, you know, from that uh, retailer as opposed to from their competitor. So we think there's something there, but it's a, it is a bit complicated by the fact that it's so tied to their ERP systems. No, that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, Looking five years down the road, pretending maybe that COVID isn't a thing, I, I sure hope it's not, um, even say five and 10 years down the road, um, do you have any sort of vision of, say, what the future of the shopping center might look like? Uh, keeping in mind that, you know, we are seeing some redevelopment of some properties in terms of CF Richmond Center, uh, as one example, adding, you know, a residential component to an already terrific uh, retail offering. Um, do, you, do, you, do you sort of have a vision, say, in five to 10 years, um, what it's going to look like in terms of the physical shopping experience in these new updated centers? So let's, I think you're onto something, right? With respect to Richmond Center, it's a great property. I've met the team there and I've uh, toured it as well. And I have an inside view, obviously, in terms of the development that we're going to be doing uh, at that property. I'll describe, and again, let's say five years, I'll describe what that experience looks like. Um, as someone who purchases a condo uh, on that property, You'll have access to local transit right on site. You'll be able to quickly take an LRT downtown or to the airport. Um, so from a convenience perspective, it's a great destination for a number of reasons. It also has a number of retailers available right outside your doorfront, literally. Um, Uniqlo, among others, for, for the population that is growing in Richmond Center, there's, very, there's, a, there's a high interest in um, retailers that appeal to Asian segments as well as modern, strong luxury brands. So it's a very, it's a very great, it's a, it's a, it's a very good property and it's great to see those, those retailers there and they continue to be there. But imagine experience in the future will be 
if you are working remotely and you have a busy day and you're uh, online and the, and the mall is closed, why is it that we couldn't deliver a product for you? You could purchase it in the app and live by CF app. You could have it delivered to your condo. You could then have your own condo as your own fitting room. And there's no reason why we couldn't expedite that process for you electronically, even though the property is downstairs you may or may not have the time to go downstairs. You may or may not have to do, but essentially we can treat the mall as your private shopping area. Wow. Similarly for restaurants and for your experience, we're going to be putting in um, some gardens and a whole community center that will allow you to interact. So in theory, we would be able to deliver to you an ecosystem of everything from your own dry cleaning to your own personal fitting room to package delivery from the property itself on your device without you physically having to carry a bag ever. And why not then end the night with the dinner, uh, you know, with your partner or business partner of choice or your loved ones and have all that charged to your credit card in the app. And you just walk up after the table, finish, finish your dinner on the patio and go home and it's all taken care of. There's no reason why we can't do that. And so the experience of shopping in the future will be part entertainment, much easier in terms of simplicity. And because you're a part of that community, you're essentially a member of the Richmond Center Club and will be able to take care of all of your needs through one digital experience. That's the power of doing this is you'll be able to bridge the digital with the physical in one experience where you're living, working, and potentially playing all in the same community. Oh, excellent. Is there anything else uh, we should discuss here, uh, Ravel or otherwise? Well, I think the, you know, I know you have a, a very broad set of listeners. So I think for those who are in retail, what I hope they take away from this, and I appreciate you taking the time, Craig, is that Ravel is open for business. We are a dedicated team that partners well in real estate, uh, but we have people from diverse backgrounds, from packaged goods, from the Olympics, from gaming, uh, from consulting, from retail, uh, from payments, from banking. And essentially this team, I call them the Avengers, um, they, they're dedicated and, and, and are customer obsessed. So at the end of the day, our solutions are for the benefit of retailers. Uh, we're uniquely positioned to help our retailers because our motivations are the same. We're not trying to replace the retailer. We have no interest in, in taking over that client relationship. But we do believe that uh, landlords, mall operators, office landlords need to understand how to deliver a digital experience because that's what we get from every other brand that's succeeding. When you think about um, publicly traded companies, the ones that are winning are the ones who are technology-led and understand the customer desire for a seamless experience through the digital device. That's ultimately what we're doing. At scale, my hope is that the listeners will understand we are in a position to um, help them appreciate their customer differently and learn more about their customers as well in the process. Excellent. So it sounds like Ravel would actually uh, create a situation where some retailers would say, I'd rather be in a CF mall because it's going to be doing this and it's going to be, you know, innovative and, you know, consumers are going to become loyal, uh, whether or not they live on the property or not. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think a good example of that, for example, in August leading up to the final weekend is we want to reward them for loyalty. So we've, we've joined forces with RBC as this Canada United program that's, that's going on across the country. And, with an effort of trying to remind people that the people who work in our properties are, are part of our community. They are employed Canadians that we embrace and we want our retail industry to do well. Um, they are a strong contributor to the Canadian economy. 
And so we've joined this Canada United program. We are doing a shopping spree that uh, someone could win, uh, you know, and we're giving away $250,000 worth of shopping sprees. You can win a $5,000 shopping spree if you, if you shop on uh, that last weekend and, and, and uh, you can go to our website to find out more details. But ultimately we really believe in this, you know, showing locals some love, including uh, those who work at properties. And so we're excited to be a part of that, but that's an example of thinking differently about, um, how to bring people back to the property, reward them for that, and giving them something exciting to look forward to. Because let's be honest, it's a tough time for a lot of people right now. And uh, we wanted to give back to the community and at the same time, try and stimulate some retail spending as well.